With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Greetings from NJ Advanced Media Studios, where we're here for the final. Is it the final? It's not really a final. It's here for the season wrap-up of the uh, Rutgers season, the Rebuilding Rutgers podcast. I'm joined with reflective beat writers, Ryan Dunleavy, Keith Sargent. This is going to be our best show yet for is a couple of reasons. Is this a studio, reasons. by the way? This is a studio. It, it, it looks it, like it's just like a, like a boardroom board room. to you. They don't know. They can't see it, Sarge. Uh, <laughs> I think you're making could be on the 50-yard line right now. <laughs> I exactly. think you're making it my, more It could be my dorm room. Podcasts yeah. happen, you know. Under... This is going to be our best episode. And there's a couple of reasons why. For number Hype. one, because we've got – we have to recap the entire year. We've got a lot to talk about, uh, you know, all sorts of big news. But, but mostly because we have a very special fan base we pissed off this week, which – Includes, I'll give you a little hint, includes a banjo and the Osmond brothers, right? Just a little taste. Do you know what that is yet, folks? Can you hear it? Oh, I can hear it. That's it. That's all you get now. You get more on that later. But we're going to start with Rutgers, believe it or not. Uh, season's over. It's, uh, you know, 4 it and 8. fast. 47. went fast. It breezed right past. Uh, let's start with the, the end of the last game of the year. Obviously, you know, we talked about this at great length that, you know, um, they needed to plan their best performance to kind of go into the offseason uh, with something to show people. They went into the offseason with their worst performance, really. I mean, it was a 40-7 to 7 loss. We discussed a little bit in the video last week. Do you think that, that with some time to reflect, do you think that that takes a little, sands a little of the luster off this season? Yeah, I think it, I, I, and I think I was saying last week that I didn't think it would, but um, I think it might have. I yeah. think, I really think it might have. I think, uh, Rutgers, um, I don't think it changes anything. I think, spoiler alert, Chris Ash got a contract extension. <laughs> right. uh, I think he still deserved it. I think they still were improved. But I think now it feels almost a little stale. Like, I feel like I've been writing they were improved for like three or four weeks now. And when I was writing it in the moment, it was like, yeah, they're definitely improved. And now I'm writing and I'm like, eh, are they really that improved? Like, right. And again, as I said last week, it really doesn't matter what I think. All that matters is what Ahmed Anderson thinks or Arthur Sikowski thinks or do they believe that it's improved. Um, and, you know, it's a as we learned this week, it's an immediate gratification world. And those wins against Maryland and Purdue feel like a long time ago all of a right, sudden. Right, especially since Maryland and, well, certainly Illinois turned out to be a terrible team. Maryland got doors blown off by Penn State. Obviously, Morgan State doesn't even count. 
you know, Purdue is a bowl team, but still a six and six bowl team. You know, I, I don't know what the record, 13 and 35, if my math is right, with, with wow. the teams they beat. So not, not a good slate of victories still compared to last year. <laughs> I was surprised a little bit on just, I mean, I guess we're never surprised by Chris Ash and how brutally honest he is after a game, but he really did concede that he was disappointed in the way they played the final three games. And you're including the Penn State game, which I thought they had a better effort than, you know, than, than, than the score indicated. Uh, but certainly the final two games, I was a little surprised that they didn't come out with more, you know, make it more competitive. I thought it was going to be more competitive. Michigan State credit to them because they, you know, it was just a methodical, you know, it just pounded them. You know, I, I don't know if I've ever seen a game where they were in, in control, even though they didn't get touchdowns, right. they got field goals, they settled for field goals, but they just, you know, dominated that game. Rutgers was, you know, just not even close to them. Yeah, I mean, at least at least against Penn State, they had those two early drives, they had yeah. to settle for field goals, but they could have been up 14 nothing. I mean, this game, the, the time of possession thing, is still one of the most uh, you know stunning things I've ever seen. 40, 48 minutes of time of possession is just I mean that for 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 Michigan State is just I mean just outrageous. Uh, you know, and they did. I mean, at least we we had our first full glimpse of Jonathan Lewis, which I think is one thing you got out of that game. It was only it was a short shorter glimpse because the offense was never on the field. Uh, right, what do you think overall? Did you did you did you like? Did you like what you saw? Some of it, what you saw? Were you disappointed? What, what you I, I think that's exactly. I liked, like, I think it was exactly what I thought it would be if they played him, which is he had a home run moment. Right. Uh, not it was he wrote it was a broken play basically. He scrambled out. Mm-hmm. He threw on the run. He didn't mm-hmm. even set his feet. We saw how good his arm is when he's improvising. Uh, and threw a bomb to Raheem Blackshear, who's also a true freshman. So that was your moment of, like, this could be what the future looks like. But overall, you could tell he wasn't ready. All of us and all of the fans clamoring for more Jonathan Lewis earlier in the year – I mean, I yeah. think you saw maybe he wasn't really yeah, ready. A co- couple of bad interceptions. He had yeah. ba- he bounced the throw on a, a wide open target. Yeah. I mean, there were a couple that were just yeah. You you could see that the kid obviously has a lot to do developmental wise. It is amazing that you know and we've talked about this before. The the, the most popular player on the team is always a <laughs> backup quarterback, and we've right. been clamoring, we, myself included. Uh, but fan, the fan I, I have never I have never been guilty of this. <laughs> <laughs> never would I endorse. No, a backup quarterback no, no. for three years of my life. If, if there were three and more died on a hill with, <laughs> died in a hill with the backup quarter. I would never do such a thing. If Go there, on, sorry. Well, if yeah, there I were just, three more games, you'd write another like, "It's time for Kyler Boland quarter." It's column. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. I, but right. I, no, I just remember going back, even like Terrence Shaw, Shawwell in 2004. I remember he had a moment where he threw like a long, you know, touchdown pass in a game. You know, Dom Natale. I mean, you just the list goes on and on yeah. where, of, of guys where. They come in and they had that one moment. You're like, "Oh my goodness!" And they and, and they wet the appetite. And, and the tally, wow, but, pulling but, it out. You know, Michigan State. Uh huh. Yeah. Overall, it was a very uneven performance, and you know, I don't know if you if, if as a Rutgers fan you feel any more confident that he's a quarterback in the future coming out of that. All right. So the big news we knew it was coming. We didn't know when it was coming. Uh, Ryan, you broke the story. The contract extension. Two years, new deal. Explain it to us first of all, because you know it's, it's they, they they're terming it. It's not an extension. Yeah. It's a new contract. What what's what the story I think there? is fascinating is we just saw Greg Schiano get sign a memorandum of understanding, and then Tennessee backed out of it. And now he might sue Tennessee yeah. and all. Chris Ash has coached on a memorandum of I agreement, did. which is the same thing for two years. Huh. That is amazing to me. I guess it the ca- checks cash. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So this is actually Chris Ash's first contract. Okay. So what's the difference? Probably not much, except now Shiano shows you there's a difference. Right. Um, but 
you know, he had a salary and he had all the terms and all. But uh, this is his first contract. So basically, instead of having three years left on his original five-year deal, he now has a five-year deal. So he got two years added, uh, which is basically uh, because Rutgers was put on NCAA probation and his for two years. And his original agreement stated that however the length of NCAA sanctions from the mess he inherited from Kyle Flood, uh, he would get those years guaranteed back. So if Rutgers was on a one-year probation, he probably wouldn't have got. He probably would have got a new four-year contract. If Rutgers was on ten years of probation, Chris <laughs> Ash probably would have gotten a fifteen-year contract. So. For life. What's crazy about it? It just it just reminds me of Greg Schiano. I remember, you know, at year three, I remember covering it, and like he, it, you know, the the, you know, his message to 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 recruits to the media was, it begins now in year three. And I guess that's pretty much going to be the, the, the feeling around, uh, you know, Chris Ash right now because, you know, year, year one certainly was tough to make an evaluation as it turned out. We, we, we saw, you know, the mess that he truly inherited. And then even year two, you know, we, the, the NCAA stuff drops in, in mid-September. You find out that, they're, you know, they do go on probation. So, you know, essentially the clock starts in, right. in year three for him. The problem is that that ain't going to fly with fans this time around. No. It might have worked. It might have worked with it's Greg a different, yeah. uh, back in, you know, because they had the program, fans. different time of the, different world, but, different yeah. instant. I mean, a lot has changed in those 17 but, years. But, uh, you know, as we know, he has an AD who clearly is supporting Correct. him now. He's not going to be on the hot seat, no matter what. I mean, they could start off and they could of lose. Of course. To, to I'm talking about Joe Fan, the guy in the stands is already out of patience. Yeah. No doubt. I mean, a lot of them. And I, so it's going to be it's going to be a much harder thing than Boosters. I am Boosters, people are yeah, fascinated be- by next year's season ticket number. I might put in the Oprah today. <laughs> to get, like, I am yeah. fascinated. It's going to be very interesting. All right, so let's break it down. I mean, what, you know, in different categories, I, I gave him a report card online. I'm curious what you guys think. Um, you know, obviously the first one, the first category, if we're going to do offense, it's going to be ugly. Uh, yeah. Can you can you give any grade other than the, the F that I gave him for offense? Dude, I, I went to a pretty good high school. There were no F minuses. Right. Uh, is there an F minus anyway? No. Uh, F. I, you have to give them F. Right. I mean. 127th in the they, nation in total yeah, offense. Yes, so exactly. You know. Yes. Yeah. And by the end of the season, it actually probably was worse than the B. They, they started Incredible. off against Washington, a very good team. Right. With like 190 passing yards, two touchdowns by receivers, and I don't think another wide receiver caught a touchdown pass all year. I think it was just the first game. Crazy. With two, uh, Grant and Bailey. Uh, I don't think they had another one all year, which is crazy as I say that out loud. And then uh, the season finale, they get five first downs and 112 total yards. Unbelievable. So, yeah. Okay. I'll give him an F. So before you guys make fun of me and laugh me off the off the off oh, out no. of our studio. Oh no. I will say this. Oh, no, <laughs> they managed to win Big Ten games because uh, because their offense was in a one. Yeah, exactly. And it, it doesn't matter what the, the total yards were in those games or the to- total points. They won the game because they were able to play that style. Correct. And you can't say that even though the numbers were awful against Purdue or against Illinois, that it was a bad offensive day because they won the game based on the way they, they, they manage the clock and, and, and well, control the game. I'll give you Illinois, but let's Purdue, the defense won that game. And even Maryland, the defensive stand at the end of the game. I mean, it's, you know, the offense did get him in that position. But there's a defensive touchdown against Maryland, too. Yeah. So I can't that, say that, that they, they, well. they played winning. You know, they, they won the game. Smart. They, yeah. pl- they played smart. Right. Um, so I'm giving you an MF. You're giving it, it's like you gave them an F+. 
Yeah, is that like, such a thing? Uh, yeah. No, it's I, I, I tried to go minus. F-. The, the the difference, of course, is, I agree with Sarge. They made enough winning plays. I just don't think that style sustainable when Ooh. you're 107. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no way. Defense is much more interesting because. I, obviously, if you're on the field for 48 minutes and you, the, Michigan State was like 13 of 20 on third downs, the defenses did not do well in a lot of these games. Where do you give them, Ryan? I would probably give them a B. Uh, be. Even though they're ranked in the lower, the second, the bottom mm-hmm. half of the nation in stats, I'm going to take Sarge's argument that you can't just agree with stats. You touched on it right there. I mean, they were on the field all the time, yeah, especially yeah. at the I end know. of the season. And to me, uh, you mentioned the Purdue and Maryland games, how the defense won the game. Those two stands I have seen a thousand times. And I asked after the game, Darnell Davis, Dorian Miller, those guys agreed with me after those games. How many times Washington State, Eastern Michigan, et cetera, et cetera have we seen Rutgers defense on the field trying to protect a three-point lead or a four-point lead or a tie score? Mm-hmm. Last year, you and I were in Minnesota, Steve. Rutgers yep. was up one with four minutes to go. We knew that defense was giving up a field goal at the buzzer. Uh Rutgers held the lead in those two games. So, stats aside, mm-hmm. the defense made some big plays to win some games. So, you give them a B, Sarge? Yeah, I would probably give them a B plus. And, and just to add to that, I mean, a sign of a, of a pretty good defensive team is they didn't squander leads. You know, that, that you know, when, when, when they got the lead, they held it. Mm-hmm. Um, they were over, overmatched, clearly overmatched against the elite Big Ten teams. Those numbers were ugly, but – you know, in games that they were supposed to 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 play, or the talent level was even, they 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 outplayed them. All right, so that goes that segues nicely into coaching because I think Chris Ash did do a nice job coaching wise on the defense for that very reason. He held it together. He had a lot of lost a lot of important pieces to that defense. Uh, they played more cl- closely to the style I think he wants to play. Secondary did 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 well. Uh, you know, I, I think I gave him a B minus in coaching, maybe, or, or I, I, and I think that's about right because, you know, and I'm judging it again based on the talent that he has. You know, this is not if it, you know, if he had Urban Meyer's players and the this, that that yeah. it was a B minus type thing. What do you think? I agree, B minus, and here's uh, I'll tell you why. It's it's a good it's a if you want to say B minus is a good grade, it's because he did this. He lost so many guys, and every team says next man up, blah blah blah. I roll my eyes. Rutgers in race that next man up. I mean, there were times they had three two-way players. If you have one two-way player, it's a national <laughs> story. Know. Rutgers had three. It's Miles Nashawan Harrison, Decoven Bailey played both ways. That's incredible. Um, so they there were times they had guys on the field where I'm like, is he on scholarship or I thought he played wide receiver. How is he at uh, Rashad Blunt playing defense? I was like, I, I swear he's a wide receiver. So there were that's actually four two-way players. Um, so yeah, there was the next man up thing. I just thought he did a great job rallying his guys when uh, with their backs were against the wall. <laughs> but it, I, if you want to say it's a bad grade, some of his stuff, some of his conservativeness, and I get it. He's, oh, uh, yeah. so I get it that he's trying not to lose games. He's trying to keep the scores. I get it. But like the last one that left me scratching my head and I'm kicking myself that I didn't ask him this in the press conference after the game because you can't ask it five days later is what he let 20 seconds go off the clock against Michigan State. Like all he had to do was call a timeout at the end of the first half and force a punt. Um, and maybe, I mean, maybe Michigan State one hops the punt or yeah. maybe it sails yeah. over the punter's head. And if it doesn't, if you get down at the one yard line, you take a knee and you go to halftime, but he didn't. He just was like, it was sixteen seven. He was like, "Sounds good get to me." Get the hell out of here! Yeah, it sounds good to me. <laughs> it's so true. I know. Sorry, I'm you're... gonna give him a B, and here's why. I mean, 
first off, I know you guys are going to make fun of me. I gave him an A last year. No, I can't uh, wait. And I, was, I stand you by stole it. my thunder. And I stand by it. So I, they, I, you're going I was from an A right, to a B. On September, so they got 18th, oh, on September 18th, when, when that NCA, um, the final NCA verdict came out, and they and we saw the, the, the level of mess that he in, inherited, I was proven right that he, he deserved an A for that that. that <coughs> 78 nothing. <coughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> but that being said, the expectations were right. different this year. The ex- expectations were different this year, and we went into the year saying there were six winnable games. We talked about it on the first podcast, and we argued the Nebraska winnable game, and, you know, as it turned out. I was very right about you, that. You might have yeah. been right about that. Might have been. That being said, you know, six winnable games, and – you know, they lost the Eastern Michigan game. There's nothing you can do about it. We, we talked about it before. You can't lose to a, a, a mid-major, especially an Eastern Michigan team that, that as it turned out, went five, yeah, they, they won five and seven. Um, yeah, they, they, they won the, you know, Illinois, Purdue. Those are games that I said were winnable, and that was going to really tell the tale of the season. They won mm-hmm. those games. Give them credit. So I give them a B. Overall. Now, this is a tough one because you have to take everything into factor. And I think there are a couple things I want to put into this category. I think what the handling the off-the-field stuff, again, is very important. And the Amir Mitchell thing comes up. He kicks his best receiver. I know the kid didn't play this year. but kicked his best receiver in the program off the field for transgressions. That's, that says to me that he's taking care of the stuff behind the scenes that, was not, that were not taken care of under Kyle Flood that really undermined the entire program. That gets key to me. I think the recruiting... We, you know, we're gonna have we're gonna have Todrick in here. Ryan and I could do a little show about just with with him and just on that topic alone. We don't follow as closely as he does, but I think the recruiting is 39th in whatever ranking yeah. that matters. It's eighth in the Big Ten, so it's you know it's at least average. It's certainly above other teams at this point. Uh, if you factor all that in, and then I think the four wins was the baseline for the for the season. He had to get four. Anything below that would have been bad. Anything above that would have been gravy. So I mean, is it is it a C plus? Is it a B minus? What do you think? Yeah, either one. I'll, uh, it's an eighty, and some schools yeah. do. Some schools give you a B minus for that. Some schools give you a C plus for that. It's probably an eighty. Yeah. So uh, that's that's what I would. Do you agree, Sarge? Or yeah, you go higher? I, absolutely. I would go maybe a little higher because, um, like I said, we're again we keep on saying this that the the, the path to to turning the corner to go into a bowl game is going to be win your non-conference games. They did not do that. Right. And then um, hopefully yeah, – Sweep Indiana, your, Maryland. Yeah, yeah, and then sweep Indiana, Maryland, or at least they, they beat Maryland. Can't give them – I might go a little higher. might get, go 85, you know, again, B-plus maybe. You mentioned right. the off-field transgression. Sarge had a great story that a lot of people read on – it wasn't just the mere Mitchell behind the scenes. Chris Ash threw a player That's literally true. off Great the field. He threw a player literally off the field at the end of the yep. game. Yep. Julius Turner said, "I ain't putting up with that." So. Yep, that um, speaks that speaks volumes. So that stuff that stuff is take, being taken care of at least. All right, let's go right to the true or false section again. All focused on next year. True or false? Give me an answer, uh, and then we'll go back and talk about some of the stuff. Uh, number one, true or false? Rutgers starting quarterback next year is Gio Rashino. True or false, Ryan? Are we talking when we say start? We're talking game one. I'm right? talking game one starting quarterback is G. Rashino. True. Oh boy. False. Okay. Number two, Rutgers starting quarterback next year is Jonathan Lewis. True or false? False. True. Okay. Well, this one's going to be hard to answer. But Rutgers starting quarterback next year is incoming recruit Arthur Sitkowski. At true some or false? point, true. <laughs> starting false. false. It's coming in January. He will, yeah. They love he the is kid. coming in January. And that is a big deal. And <laughs> so is Jalen Chapman. The other recruit is right. coming in January. Too. Yeah, I don't, not the same level of uh, hype. hype about him, but yes. True or false? Is I would say false, obviously, because I said Jonathan Lewis. Rutgers' knee, uh, Rutgers's number one running back is not even on this roster for next year. True or false? True. 
False. Yeah. I think it's got to be black sheer. It's got to be black sheer. Uh, true or false, Rutgers needs to get at least five graduate transfers on this roster. Five. I'm That's running what they through. had this year, right? I'm trying to run through my head how many they had this year. About Kicker, five. punter, yeah. running back, quarterback, <laughs> wide receiver, five. You know? I'll say I'll say false, false. not five. Not, the, not five? I say true. They have 18 returning starters. That's true. Right. True or false, there will be at least three changes on the coaching staff. True or false? False. Okay, you can see stability then you're going with. Okay. Yeah, uh, is, is two stability? Yeah. Losing two? Is, I think so. It's an okay. average turnover. turnover. Okay. Especially since we talk about the offensive coordinator, like he's, you know, might be uh, one of them. Yeah. Uh, wait, Sarge. Wait. I said false. False. Okay. True or false? With the soft start to the schedule next year, Rutgers will be ranked at six and one. True or false? If they get to six and one, true. I can say true because I do have a vote. <laughs> I can skew the. Uh, you put them five. So <laughs> exactly. Um, six and one, a Big Ten team. True, they're gonna they're, they're gonna get ranked. It's gonna be six and one with a fifty nine to three loss to Ohio State. Yeah. Just keep that in mind. Just, yeah. but, but, but Ohio yeah, State will be I'm two. Telling you, you know? I'm telling you, until you do those votes <laughs> and you see the bottom five and you put oh, good. Right. and you're just you, guessing between really right. tough, four the, and the three West five, Virginia. Uh, true. Right. The year. Final true or false? The expectation for next season is bowl or bust. True or false? True. Gonna say true, but I mean, define again. Um, well, for the you, expectation for us when we go into the us, season with the fans, for the people. Fans. Well, I know Pat Hobbs is not. He's it's not going to have that. Except for Pat Hobbs, who's the only person who really right. counts. But yeah, true, true. Uh, all right, so let's go back to the. So you think, honest to God, you really think Geo's going to start this season? I really do. I truly believe uh, they're, they're going to. They're going to spend the next two hundred days trying to find someone else other than him. I. I, I, I mean, that, that's what strong. they did. Th- that's what they did the last. <laughs> I will say this. Last season. And Ryan can speak to this too. You know, the one guy that we keep on is Tom Flacco. Uh, you know, Correct. The, the coaching staff. Really believe, like And him. I, I kind of discounted him because I know some people on the former West, uh, Western Michigan staff who kind of dismissed him when I talked to him, like mm-hmm. try to get a scouting report behind the scenes. They you know, obviously didn't want to go you know, talk publicly about it. But um, And I'm telling you, uh, you know, I've talked to a couple people inside, and you know, they like him. They, they, <laughs> he ran the scout team. He did a good job. Jerry Kill made team. it no secret that he really liked that him. That he has something. an opportunity. Yeah, that would he be has a I do think that, that that this is, and we believe me, did we write about? We have no idea if Sitowski can play in this level. But so you think it's a Sitowski game? I right? mean, yeah, I do. I really do. The one thing <laughs> is, and I, I, I love the kid. I mean, I, I, you know, he's a really nice kid. Fans are going to love him. You know, when he gets up in front of a podium, he's really, you know, well spoken. One thing is, A, he wasn't the starting quarterback at IMG. I know they have big time recruits, yeah, but he wasn't. It's a different story. And, and, and B, Oldbridge, you know, he, again, it was a different system. They, they, they run a, you know, because I'm from mm-hmm. Oldbridge and I, you know, I, I know, know, know that program pretty well. They, they, they run a, an option that probably didn't fit his, his talents, but they had a really good year this year without him. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm, I'm putting in perspective that it wasn't the right system for him, that he wasn't an option type quarterback, but. Um, he wasn't spectacular at Oldbridge. Um, so I will say that. Um, but look at you bringing some knowledge on yeah. this. Yeah. Well, what are you doing? Why do we need Todrick around here? We don't need Todrick. Look at you. I'm impressed. I, I, so you, I, I want to hear more from you. I, I, I just, you know, I'm looking at what they have, and I, I, I think I, I just, they've got to move on Pestio. I don't think he doesn't have the accuracy. He's not, he's not, he's not a Big Ten quarterback. I think we've seen enough, and I, lo- I love the kid. I think he's a, a strong, smart kid, but he, you know, he's just he, he isn't the guy. Lewis, I mean, okay, I think it's it's there's a good chance he can, but he has he does he has not looked like 
a pat, the Big Ten passer in the time I've seen him. And this is after a full year. Again, it's a small window, and I get it. It takes time for players to but develop. But you do see true, uh, true freshmen. I mean, look you at see Pittsburgh. true freshmen. Absolutely. You, you know, I mean, you do see true right. freshmen. Come that's on. the thing so, Jerry Keel keeps saying that's driving me nuts. Uh, you know, uh, he keeps saying, oh, how many true freshmen around the country? Do? Yeah. Well, Jonathan Lewis, is, I mean, Jonathan Taylor is going to win Big Ten Offensive Player well, of the Year. Quarterback. Right. Um, okay, yeah. well, how about the kid from Pittsburgh? Right. Yeah, yeah. comes in and wins. And that goes back right. to Sikowski because we see it every year now where, where they, they have this hot shot, you know, true freshman quarterback come in and everyone, the fan base, will all look at his recruiting. Well, this is, this is a little different than, I mean, this he's on, I think, a different level of hot shot, isn't he? Wouldn't you say? Sikowski? Yeah. Then then Lewis didn't he you know he know. had a big he had, he had a bigger make, offer last bigger and I offer always, I always say I know nothing about high school football right. I covered it for seven years and faked my way through it yeah. um, I do not pretend to be a talent evaluator until I see you in a Rutgers practice and the and what I need to see in March is Arthur Sikowski against Kai Hester and Saquon Hampton yeah. and Bless Austin mm-hmm. that's when I'll know having a better idea, but is he on a, is he on a different level than Lewis offer list is on a different the level. He'll have and going back to him arriving in January. He'll have a much better opportunity to, to progress right. quicker than, than Jonathan who uh, came uh, in Lewis, who came in and, in late, you know, uh, June. And here's the, here's a great prediction. We're all, we're all going to be wrong. It's going to be somebody else yeah. entirely. Oh, I don't think he's going to be a grand transfer. You don't I, think I, so. Two years in a row. I think you, you know, you can, Get a great transfer to be your punter or maybe even a wide receiver. Um, maybe. Yeah, but maybe. Yeah. But quarterback is really tough. To, you, know, you need to de- yeah. develop those guys. I think you need about seven grad transfers to wide All right. receiver. We're going to move on to the Big Ten fan base. Well, well, I'm sorry, the college football fan base <laughs> we pissed off this week. From the Rocky Top down in the Tennessee Hills. Ain't no smoggy smoke on Rocky Top. Ain't no telephone bills. Once I had a girl on this is Rocky Top. This is a great lyric here. Sweet as, what is it? Make a sweet ass soda pop as you'll dream about that. Here we go. So, Rocky Top, you'll always be. Come on, Sarge. Home, home sweet home, home to me. me. Don't we have any Kings of Leon? Aren't we? There's the Kings of Leon Rocky from top. Tennessee. Woo. We don't Rocky have any Kings top. of Leon. So the best part about this song, a quick story, and you've got one too, Rob, but the best part, so uh, uh, my wife is from Tennessee, as you know, and I have two young children, and the, the kids want a song to go to bed, so you know, you pick a song that you know the lyrics to, so she's been singing Rocky Top ah. to the kids to go to bed. So one Such night, she's song. out with her friends, and of course, you have young kids, you'll do like, you'll do any, like if they said, Daddy, I need $50, and I'll go to bed, okay, here's $50, go to bed. <laughs> so they want, Daddy, you gotta sing Rocky Top. And of course, I don't, I mean, I'm from New Jersey, I don't know the lyrics, so I, I get to get, I had to go download the lyrics to the song, and I'm reading the lyrics, and it's a pretty... It's a great. C- crazy song. At one, at one point, the lyrics are, this is great. Once two strangers climbed old Rocky Top, looking for a moonshine still. Strangers ain't come down from Rocky Top. Reckon they never will. They got <laughs> off. The strangers, the strangers got killed on the mountain. That's what the song's about. Go team. Rah, rah. I mean, seriously, isn't that great? Yeah, that that's, is kind of, really that's, good that's, that's that's some serious stuff for a fight I, song, right there. I don't know that my story matches up to your story, but so when Ro- I you tra- tell the unedited version, of mine. I I was yeah, I got to tell the PG version of mine. So, um, uh, so uh, when Rutgers traveled to Tennessee, some fans might remember in 2002, Greg Shiano was there. Greg, it was Greg Shiano's second season. <laughs> I I was at the Targum beat writer, so I tra- traveled. Um, and I was 19, maybe 20, 
and we wanted to go to a bar, uh, and I didn't even have a fake ID, so I just basically snuck into a bar. I just basically, like, walked into the bar, didn't even get ID'd. No, I was like, oh, God, I hope, you know, I hope, you know, they don't check the birthday on my license, which, of course, they're going to. No, they don't even look at my license. They're just, like, <laughs> waving you in like it's like it's a parking lot or something. Just come on in. So I go in, and I'm like, first time I've ever seen. Everybody's got blonde hair and blue eyes, guys and girls. Um I'm like, here I am, like the Italian guy with the brown hair. Don't fit in at all. I walk in the bar. I see a mechanical bull. I'm like, didn't even realize those were real. Um, culture shock. Um, and this girl and this girl gets on the mechanical bull. And I'm like, she has no chance, right? Well, she's from Tennessee, so of course she has a chance. It's probably her millionth mechanical bull ride. Wild she, as a mink, but sweet as soda pop. Yeah, That's she, where she was. She rode that bull for like 10 seconds. I was really impressed. And then she went flying up and her shirt went a little higher than it then that's know, it was that's, a form, that's a formative moment in your your in your i remember years. i remember it 15 years that's later incredible. so that's a, that's a great that's a bit of a creep and you a wonder story. why greg siano didn't you know, I mean, was, <laughs> you wonder why he didn't what, like me well, what, well he was dream he was dying to go to go to tennis <laughs> yeah. oh that's right greg siano yes yes all right so i mean we gotta we gotta address this because it was really one of the craziest stories i can remember in in recent college football history College in sports. sports I mean, you know, Greg Shano gets this job at 2 p.m. and the the vitriol and the hatred and the, the Twitter firestorm that that fo- followed. I mean, Sarge, I, I, it's, it's we we've all been waiting for you know, we're, especially last off season. You know, you know, or last two off seasons where Syracuse was open or you know, all all these jobs that you're like, oh, okay, this is a good fit for Greg, Virginia, and he has never you know for whatever reason you've heard that he interviewed at Oregon or you know a couple other jobs. Like like Urban Meyer said that he turned down two jobs last offseason, but you kept said on that to me. Wondering, I actually asked that question. You keep on wondering, uh, you know, what's going to be the right fit. And I, I know people were like, "Well, Tennessee doesn't seem like the right fit," but I, I'll tell you why it was the right fit because they they, they are clearly in need for of a, of a rebuild. They were four and eight academically. I, I broke down, you know, the academic situation that they were in. APR is like one of the worst in the SEC and you know, graduation success rate, all the other stuff that you measure academics, they were, you know, w- way below average. The one thing that Greg can do is rebuild a program. That, that's pretty much, and I'll say this too, wherever he goes, he's going to need to recruit Florida. It was more so than going to New Jersey because mm-hmm. he's going to get like the Jordan Fullers or, or those types of guys. He he'll have an opportunity wherever he goes, Nebraska, wherever he go, w- w- was to go. He's going to get the opportunity. But going to you know being able to recruit Florida, great point. And Tennessee would have been a great opportunity <coughs> for him to do that. Right. Um, I, but, yeah, well, I yeah, but what happened was just what uh, happened was horrid. crazy. Yeah. And and, and that then that's that you to do with his ability to coach. That, that it was beyond you know the 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 allegation which is you know, total hearsay right. that he's totally, de- uh, that he's emphatically denied yeah. beyond that. If, if, you know, if he didn't have the, uh, you know, if his record, you know, if, you know, the, the last you know, six years of his tenure, if that was his record and it wasn't, you know, the overall record, 67, 66, uh, six, and then the Tampa Bay, you know, failure, people would say, okay, well, you know, this guy, you know, is, is pretty good and, right. you know, let's embrace him. But, they didn't. It was awful. Why don't we share your? Why don't you talk about it? Steve? Well, yeah, you I, had the wildest experience. Well, yeah, and I I wrote a column about it because I I mean I just watching those fold and I, and I know Greg and it's like you know like 
if you were going to tell me that again, that he wasn't a good enough football coach or whatever, I was okay. I'll, I'll argue, but the stuff about his character to me was just, just grossly unfair because you know it's the one thing he had going for him, and you were around him, you knew that, and you saw him, and this is what amazed me about it. And, and you know, I, I was not in, I was not deep into the the whole Sandusky thing, like other people were, but I've talked to some people who were, and you know, you had a you had a situation where. You had Ohio State looked into it and cleared them. Tampa Bay, an NFL team with the with all the mechanisms that that they have to not you know to screen people and to do these these investigations before they make these million dollar hires. They looked into it. Everyone looks into it, but it didn't matter to anybody. And I got this email that you know that blew me away. I mean, some of the stuff some of the stuff from fans were just like, "You're you're an idiot. You suck. Don't tell us what to do." And that's all fine. But the emails I get from from a guy who is actually in this. Uh, you know, uh, he you know he says he's like a lawyer. He's a smart dude. He's eloquent. He says it says in the email, I know it's unlikely that Chiano witnessed anything, but I also you nor anyone else can prove to me that he didn't. Well, I replied to the guy. Well, this is the end of society. Then I don't know what to tell you. Like, if you can't, if, I, if you can and make this charge, if you if you can make this charge against someone, and then say you can't prove to me it didn't happen, no matter what. Like, smart people have looked into it. Bill Belichick, your own athletic director, you know, Urban Meyer, all say, look, this doesn't seem to be a credible account at all, and yet. It blows up his career in a lot of ways. I mean, you know, he's not going to get another job to that level. He might get you, – you gave some options. Yeah, you might get a power five. But, yep. I mean, it's just like – it is a sad, sad statement on where, where, the, where society is. Forget coaching. And I was talking to – truthfully, on, on Sunday when it was all breaking apart, and I still I, – I didn't think that Tennessee was going to back away. I, but I was talking to someone pretty close to him who who said he has to cut bait and 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 I was like no he he should take the job you know you know screw him and then win the press conference you know find himself you know right. and and you know just and he you know, yeah. make friends in the media um and, and just win, you know and just win the press conference never and, had and that chance that. it's, it's never funny but, but I will say this um you know and this is the human side like the 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 person who was telling me was he wasn't going to put his family in that situation yeah. Which is really sad, yep. and it's one thing to go there and say, you know what, I'm gonna just bunker myself, 18-hour days, and you know, in the office, and just went, do everything I just said. But he was, you know, at least according to the people who were close to him, was legitimately concerned Four about kids, putting his family sure, into wife. that situation. Yep, yeah, absolutely. that's interesting. Because I, I talked to somebody who knows him pretty well too, and they were on our side, Sarge, which is he should take it, win the press conference, blah blah blah. But interesting point about the family. I just want to give a shout out to a podcast listener, Brandon Cohen who is a big-time gambler, and I tried to give – when uh, a month ago or so, there were odds on who the next Tennessee coach would be, and there were like 10 guys that were t- under 20 to 1, and then it was like the field, and Greg Schiano was not one of those guys. It was like field 51. I'm like, you should take the field because it's going to be Greg Schiano. <laughs> and he was like, no, nah, no. Nah. I'm like, dude, you should take the field. It's going to be yeah. Greg Schiano. Uh, so – Fig- in true betting sense, he would have placed the bet, thought he won the bet, and Oof. then lost the bet. Of course, yeah, yeah, that would have been like the, that would have been the ultimate down, bad beat, yeah. right? But uh, <laughs> and real quick, thirty seconds left, just to argue with Sarge, I thought he would get the job. Obviously, I told that guy, but I thought it was a terrible fit for Greg Shannon. I thought he'd take it. I thought he would get it. I thought it was a terrible fit. I didn't think they'd run him out in three hours, but I did think they'd run him out in three years because I yeah. think Tennessee, much like Nebraska, thinks it's still 1996 and still th- thinks they're an 11 and one job that like Dabo Sweeney should leave <coughs> Clemson to come to Tennessee. They have no idea what kind of fan base they realize. They're a nine and four program. Right. Greg Shannon's a nine and four coach. He's going to lose a head scratcher. He's not winning you national. I titles. think. I 
think another thing that appealed to him was having a quarterback. And uh, he obviously, yes. I don't know if uh, Jared uh, Garantano is any good, um, but I think that he thought Correct. that he could win with uh, Garantano. And I know for a fact, having talked to him, that's a big thing for him. Wherever Correct. he goes, he wants to have a quarterback. And he did not have one in Tampa Bay. Um, he really wants to, you know, wherever he goes to be able to win with a quarterback. All right, last segment. We're going to move on to predictions. We don't have a game this week. I thought it would be fun to make a give me like one surprising or not so surprising. It can be one thing that's going to happen this off season that people people to go, huh? Okay. You know, what I mean, what what do you think? What do you think is going to be the surprising thing this off season? Does Jerry Kill coming back count? That would be very surprising to me. Absolutely. I'm going to say Jerry Kill comes back. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to say Rutgers ends its nine. It's eight offensive coordinators in eight years. Now, listen, I don't think anybody's going to know the answer to this, us or otherwise, except maybe Jerry Kill, his wife, and Chris Ash until after December 22nd signing day. Um, but I true, I think he's going to come back. I think he's going to, you know, uh, maybe take a month off, you know, go not be in the office, go, you know, see the doctors he needs to see or whatever. But I think he'll be back on the sideline next year because I think he just, I think it's who he is. Sarge, I'll say um, we we asked about the you know, the grad transfer quarterback, um, and I don't think that that's going to happen for a third straight offseason. But I do think that they're going to get a grad transfer wide receiver. I don't know who it is, and I think it'll be a number one type wide receiver because they need it. They need to have you know someone. And again, those are the types of guys where you can slide in. You know, think you know Andrew Terzilli. You know, a better version of him maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think that they're going to get a grad transfer wide receiver to. Add to the town, maybe maybe more than one too. All right, I think the, my I'm going to do the opposite of Ryan. I think it's it's not surprising Jerry Kill's not going to be back, but I think it's going to be surprising that they're going to find someone with a reputation that's going to make it go, huh? And it's going to be an interesting change on offense that they're going to finally come. I think this is the year where they have to come up with they have to present somebody and what the philosophy is going to be. This is what we're going to be offensively. We're not going to just we're not just doing you know, the, the, the survival mode that they did this year, I think it's going to be uh, – we're going to hear a lot about rebuilding a new offense. And you know what? I'll, t- I'll throw another surprise out there. I think they're going to – not a graduate transfer, but here in Sarge, this, I think they're going to get a big-time transfer, like uh, probably a sit-out transfer. Huh. Jared Garantano's name, like, I can't um, – would he come back to I Rutgers? I mean, his father is His father's clearly upset. upset. He's clearly, a Rutgers grad. Rutgers needs a quarterback. If they if Garantano doesn't like the next hire, he clearly wanted Chiano. Like, could he be the guy? Could one of the other ten guys who have left who have left New Jersey in the last two years who are unhappy at their current schools come back home? I've already heard rumors. I don't know who it is, but I've already heard rumors that somebody who was a former Rutgers decommit wants to come back hmm. to Rutgers. Interesting. So I don't know the name. Ooh. I'm not withholding it. I just don't know it. But um. Yeah, uh, somebody from Baylor. They lost two kids to Baylor last year who were 0-11. This, again, this is just me speculating. Uh, Baylor was awful this year. Do those kids really want to be in mm-hmm. Texas? I don't know. I'll say this. Uh, that could be true, uh, but the batting average for guys who Correct. transfer, not grad transfers, but transfer – and and go to uh, and go to Rutgers is very very low, yeah. but it's about you know, I, I, for every Kai Hester you get know, a bunch of guys. Yeah, who exactly. Don't, right? Kai yeah. Hester worked out, but you get a lot of guys who, who transferred from Michigan, um, who who did not work out. Um, it's a different it's a different animal. But no, okay. you might be right. But a I lot of that, that too is it really doesn't matter how it works out. If insert Garantano or 
John Lovett, the running back from like Cherokee for yeah. at Baylor. If one of those kids transfers back, it really doesn't matter how he plays. I, I, it's, theory, about Bill, holy, yeah. oh, it's about yeah. exciting the fans and exciting right, the recruits. Right. Oh, I can point. play with this kid, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. My blah. theory is like, you know, if, if you know, Jim Harbaugh is not letting, you know, a player who he really wants uh, to go – Go to Rutgers or transfer home, Correct. or you know any big time program. There, you know if if they're going to transfer to 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 you know back home to Rutgers, you know the coach is is fairly confident that the Hayden Reddick LSU. A, yeah, Hayden Reddick is a good example. All right, guys. Look, I've enjoyed doing this this year. I know this is not our final one, but get, thank you for listening. Do you people. get a Marconi or anything? Is Mar- the, the equivalent? I don't know what for a podcast for host podcast or whatever. Marconi. But you've done a really, really you excellent think? job. Should I maybe have you, Schrager? You're our technical. So you guys don't realize Engineer. the amount of tech- Engineer of the year. The, yeah, the amount of technical know-how Sarge has to have each week wow, to get this done. I, I really do not. Don't leave me. Right. Yeah, 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 I really do not. You host. He runs it. I just sit here and. You know, yeah. spout off. It's, it's true. It's been but fun. But the Tennessee uh, bar story. Well, you know, for that alone. Yeah. Uh, and everybody, thanks for listening. Again, we're going to try to do one with Todrick about recruiting because I know everyone wants that. And we'll be back for that in a few weeks. Thanks again. Thanks again.